0: From the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. And we give our warmest welcome to our family of friends who join us every day. And to those of you who are joining us once in a while, we welcome you as well. If you're new to our program, we surely are glad that you found us. And I trust that we'll be able to spend time together as often as you can join us here. We're right here five days a week on this station at this time, and thankful for the privilege that we have to do so. We've been looking at some questions that have been raised recently. I've heard from people via mail and others have talked to me, and some questions that I think will be helpful to us. We're going to look at one of those today, and I trust I'll be a blessing in the process. Let me remind you that the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference will be right here in Murfreesboro, November 12 and 13. That's coming at us very quickly now. And gentlemen, please, give attention to it, and look on our website. You'll find the details there, and it'll be one of those things that you'll not want to miss. It's a Friday night and a Saturday, and we will have a great time with it. So plan to be with us for that, and be sure to check out everything there on the website at swordofthelord.com. Now, let's get right into our study today. On Monday, we looked at how to keep growing in the Christian life, or how to get growing in the Christian life. That question had been raised several times, and I was glad to address that. Yesterday, we talked about doubts, dealing with doubts, doubling down on doubts, getting to the place where that we're able to handle whatever doubts linger in our mind. That program, I think, will be helpful to you. If you did not hear it, I hope you will hear it. We are also going to look at something today that I've had many questions about. This one today we're going to talk about in the time of sorrow. Someone said to me, "'I've lost a loved one, and I am struggling with my grief.'" Well, we get calls about that and we get letters about folks having times of sorrow in their family or maybe a friend that has died. In fact, during these uh, COVID times, it has been especially difficult for folks because so many, many people have died with that particular malady. Now, let me give you just a little background on where I am on this because I was a pastor for a long time. And I had a large church for many years. We had many folks along the way who graduated to heaven. And as a pastor, I did funerals for our folks in our church, but for people, whoever they were in our area when they had that need. And consequently, I conducted hundreds of funerals over the years. When I came to the Sword of the Lord, I inherited a staff of people, about 64 of them at the time. Many of them were senior adults. And in the 26 years that I have been here at the Sword of the Lord, and we've had a number of those folks graduate to heaven from here, and in fact, more than 20 of them now. In my own family, my parents are gone, my grandparents. I preach the funeral for my family, just like I do for others I did for my parents, my wife's parents as well, and other family members. So dear friend, I want you to understand that I have some acquaintance with, and I understand where you are when you are dealing with sorrow, and I understand what you feel in that time. Let's look to the Word of God here right at the outset for some instruction. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 and 14 say, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. And that term just simply is talking about people who have died. And it says that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Now, take that into account here. It is okay that we have sorrow. It is okay that we grieve. It is okay that we cry. But, dear friend, when we send a loved one on to heaven, if that person is saved, we do not grieve like other people grieve. We do not have the kind of hopelessness that other people feel. And the reason for that is, the Bible says in the next verse, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so also them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now take that to heart, dear friend. Understand, when a person dies, they're not done. There is life beyond the grave. And you and I have every reason to understand what the Lord gives us here, and if we're saved, We have every reason to just be thankful to the Lord for His goodness and to know that He's going to take care of us in life and in death and beyond. That's why 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11 says, Wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another. So we come together as a family of believers when we come to church. And listen, when you have sorrow, don't hide from the pastor, don't hide from your church friends, but stay in church and thereby you will find the fellowship there and the things that you get that you glean from being in fellowship with your church family. That will be a tremendous help to you in the time of your sorrow. I know people sometimes say things that may not be comforting, But whatever people say, except the condolences that they give to you, just respond with a sincere thank you. Even if they say something that doesn't make real good sense, or if it's just maybe some kind of thing that you say, I wish they hadn't said that, just say a sincere thank you and go on. Don't let those kinds of things stick in your cross, so to speak. Don't let something like that lodge in your heart and cause you to want to set aside your family of believers. Just stay in church, it'll help you. The second thing that I want to recommend to you, I want you to read some of the Psalms every day. I'm talking about every single day, turn to the Psalms, and Psalms like this one. Number 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. Now, folks, there's all kinds of uh, things in that passage, and there are many of those in the Psalms. I think about that famous Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. These great passages in the Psalms, they will strengthen you. They will help you. I want you to read them. Read them slowly meditate upon them use one of the highlighters and mark the special passages that speak to your heart so that when you open to it on another day immediately some of those great things will jump right out at you some of the passages you can memorize as well and as you memorize them they'll lodge in your heart they'll help you you may not be where you can get hold of your bible but you'll remember that psalm 46 says god is our refuge and strength you can memorize that very easily and it will help you now don't hibernate or sequester yourself away from your family and your friends. If you're gonna deal with sorrow, privacy, I understand, and it's fine. Sometimes you need some privacy, but it doesn't need to be for long, extended periods. You need to stay close with your family, stay close to your good, special friends, and don't shut yourself away. If you shut yourself away for extended periods of time, the gloom, the despair is going together and it's going to do you damage. And I don't want that to happen. I want you to be strengthened. I want you to be able to pick up and go on. And as we learn how to deal with sorrow, and I'm telling you, sorrow is very real. It is very, very real. It's hurtful, and we have to deal with it and ask the Lord to help us right along the way. And so I'm going to suggest get out of the house and get out about for things. Go out to a fast food place somewhere for breakfast uh, if you have friends that meet there, or if you know people that are there, or even if you don't, go out there, and make some friends, and uh, find a time to just go out for lunch and maybe get a friend to go with you. And you don't have to talk about the issue. You don't have to talk about your hurt and sorrow, but just enjoy the time together with a friend. And whatever is going on at your church, be there. It may not be something that is particularly applicable to you, but at the same time, if you're welcome to be there, if it's a special event for young adults, if you're a young adult, if it's a special event for senior adults or whatever, be sure that you're there. Take advantage of what your church is doing. Now, one other thing that I want to suggest here. Be sure that you take time as you're reading the Bible and even as you're in church, talk to the Lord. Tell him about the hurt that you feel. Listen, the Lord wants to comfort you and strengthen you, and if you'll give him the opportunity by communicating with him, he will indeed do that. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 1 Verse number three says, "'Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, "'the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, "'who comforteth us in all our tribulation, "'that we may be able to comfort them "'which are in any trouble by the comfort "'wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God.'" So the God who is our God is a God of comfort. He wants to be our consolation. He wants to help us through these times. I want you to think, too, about the things that you read. Maybe get back to our Sort of the Lord website and you'll find a number of books and things there that would be especially helpful to you. And you can look through the inventory and find those. And I'm telling you, we just want to do what we can to have things available to you that will help you all along the way. I'm gonna suggest that you get a notebook as well. And when you're in church on Sunday, write down things that the pastor says, or that you hear in the Sunday school class, things that are particularly helpful. And again, they don't necessarily have to apply to grief. They don't necessarily have to be directed at what you're feeling, but it's things that are in the Bible, things that the pastor teaches or preaches to you that will be especially helpful to you in your strengthening and in your growth in the Lord. And that also will help you as you write it down. You'll have it there where you can look at it later. And as you study things little by little, it'll help you along the way. The notebook is a good idea. I'm going to also suggest in dealing with your grief that you visit the gravesite occasionally. And when you do, don't hesitate. Let the tears flow. Pray while you're there. Pray out loud if you would like, and it's all right to take a friend along for that as well. Sometimes somebody that you trust, somebody that you don't mind showing your grief to, somebody that you don't mind having time with, take somebody along and it'll just be a help and a comfort to you in the process of dealing with your grief. I've given you several things here that I think will be helpful, but here's a key to it. Repeat it, over and over again, until you are feeling whole again, until you are feeling relief again. This thing is not going to go away in a hurry. If you're dealing with grief, it's not something that you're going to just show up some morning and say, well, it's all over. No, it's going to take some time. And that's why I want you to just repeat the things that I've talked to you about here over and over again. Do it daily. And you'll find that these things will help you to get where you need to be. You never can replace the person that you've lost. The person who is gone you can never never get them out of your memory they are a part of your life and that is expected along the way but in these times when you're having this heavy sorrow i believe you will honor the one who has already gone on if you will determine that you are going to go on in your life most of our loved ones would not want us to just bog down they would not want us to just falter and fail in our grief they would want us to go on So I know losing a loved one really hurts, but I believe the Lord will be your helper and I believe He wants to help you and if you'll allow Him to do so, He'll help you to get through the valley of grief. The Bible makes very clear God is the God of comfort. He wants to be our shepherd. He wants to stand by us and we need to rejoice when we send people on to heaven and I trust that you'll just know that every single day that the goodness of God will be right there for you. Now, We're going to look at some other questions tomorrow and uh, Friday, and I trust that you'll be with us then. But at the same time, I would love to hear from you. So write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099 Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, or the email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Looking forward to seeing you here next time. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.